Welcome to Tuesday Take, a weekly podcast where we sit down with Pastor James to get a little insight into life, questions, and past sermons. Our hope is to use God's Word to challenge you and encourage you so that you can see gospel restoration in your everyday life. With that, here's today's episode. Well, welcome back to another episode of Tuesday Take. I am sitting here with Pastor James Pastor. Hey, Shane. You doing all right, man? Doing great, man. That's good. How are you? Just wonderful. Peachy. Just great. You look different today, man. I don't... I got my hair cut? You preach Sunday, man. I, that's a thing. Yeah. You look you look super mature. <laughs> you look so wise. Thank you. Appreciate Just it. Just the truth it. with the church, man. <laughs> I've been working on it. Oh, the acronym. I like it. That's mm. pretty nice. See what you did there. Yeah. It's pretty good. Well, uh, you were in Kansas City. Yeah. How'd yeah. that go, man? What, what was going on up there? It was good. We um, worked with our church plant, or our church partner in uh, Kansas City, Multiply, and so they had a big project they needed done, and so we went up. It needed a play set built for their kids. They've been wanting it for, like, years, and so anyway, they finally had gotten resources to do it, but they just didn't have anybody to put it together. So, so some just good old boys from Louisiana. Just rode up and... Road up and over, maybe, and then. Um, Did y'all cross any mountains, man? The, the the Arkansas mountains, man. Man, the, the Ozarks. We went the whole state of Arkansas. I feel like that. Did you go? I mean, there's you, no interstates in Arkansas, too, right? Like, is that a thing? Yeah, yeah. There's interstates. Are there? And I don't and, know, well, and it's 75. I'm very, I must be very gullible because somebody told me at one point I was like, yeah, there's just a bunch of state highways, man. Yeah, I love driving in Texas and Arkansas. Heck yeah, with that 75 speed limit, just wide open, man. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. <laughs> just make up time. Yep. I mean, you're not gonna move. No. Okay, thank God. Uh, <laughs> just look, man. We talked about anxiety. Sunday. They do have a Freddy's. Hey, we're getting a, Freddy's. We're getting a Bojangles. Really? Yeah, and uh, over by Catfish Charlie's. That's what they're building over there. I saw it this morning. For real? Yeah. Hmm. Sure. Which they were putting into Freddy's. I thought it was going to be like a PJ's Coffee, because if you didn't know, we have one of those on West Monroe now. Mm. And so I was like, oh, obviously they're going to put one in Monroe. Nope, Bojangles. Bojangles. Is Bojangles Mexican? It's chicken. chicken. It's chicken. I don't know if I've had Bojangles. I'd, I've seen them, but I am like you. I don't think I've ever had it. Hopefully it's good. Hopefully we'll try it. Look, yeah. man. I and know it's that, coming right by Canes. I know that you're like cool with obscure. Fish and Chick is one of your favorite places. I hadn't had it in a while, but it man. is good. Well, Bojangles may be the next. Maybe. We'll see. Yeah. I'll give them a shot. Hey, that's that's what a I love about shots, you. you. You're, know, you're I mean, willing to try, man. That's it, you're man. willing to try. And that's good. That's mm-hmm. good. Well, man, um, jumping into just some questions today. I think we hear this word discipleship a lot. Um, whether you say it or we hear it as a buzzword in the Christian community, what is discipleship? And also, I guess, a, a, a part B of that question, everybody talks about it. So why is it so important? Well, I think like the word disciple, well, I mean, simply put, just means student. Um, and so when you go back, and I think a lot of us maybe miss it a little bit, but when you go back to the Jewish context, that was like a big, like when he would say, come follow me. The disciple that was already language that was used in the Jewish culture, and so um, I know we've talked about before, but like the religious leaders, the rabbis, particularly, what they would do is they would have these students that they called disciples, and they would be disciples. And so a disciple would come and seek out a teacher. Uh, the teacher would then call them to follow them, and they would literally try to do everything to be just like their teacher. 
Um, so with that same kind of model in mind, that's then what Jesus calls us to do, is to be students of Him, the great teacher, Jesus, and then we're to make our life about Him. Um, I had this verse in uh, Luke that I was I thought of. Uh, it's Luke chapter 6, and he says this, A disciple is not above his teacher, but everyone, when he is fully trained, will be like his teacher. And so that's like the goal of discipleship, is that you become like your teacher. And so, um, you know, and again, I think this is just big discipleship. Obviously, we, we play a hand in discipleship, but ultimately, we follow Jesus. We don't, I don't follow Matt Chandler. Yeah. I don't follow this person or that person. I follow Jesus. And so the goal is that we would become like the person that we follow. And so I think just big picture of like, that's just very simply what a, a disciple is, just a student of Jesus. Nice. I like it. Um, and so like for us, as we make disciples, what does that look like for us? Well, I think one of the things, and it was actually what JT at Multiply, he actually preached on that passage Sunday and I, he, he put it a certain way that I really liked it, but he was like, basically like our job is to point people to Jesus. And so as a discipleship is making disciples, ultimately, you know, I think we've said it before too, of like, we want to help somebody take one more step closer to Jesus, whether that's to know Jesus for the first time or whether that's to deepen their relationship with Jesus. And so our call in discipleship, I, I don't want anyone to follow me. You know, that was that whole thing I, I thought about in Corinthians. Remember, they're like, I follow Paul, I follow Apollos, I follow Cephas and Peter. Like, that's who I follow. And he's like, look, neither any of these are anything. You know, Apollos planted, Paul watered, but it's God who actually gives the growth and increase. So ultimately, our job, we we play a hand, a tool in God's hand to help um, shape people. But ultimately, our job in discipleship, what we practically do is we're, we're pointing each other, you know, to Jesus, yeah. the one who we should be following, you know. So... I think when it comes to that question, a lot of the times um, with just everything around discipleship, the average person can say, well, that's something James does or Shane does or Dylan does or the leadership guys, something that they do, that that's not something I do. And so for for the average everyday person, what would you say is their responsibility role, however you want to say it? I would say they're responsibility is the same as my responsibility. And so, I mean, read the Great Commission. The Great Commission was not targeted at pastors or missionaries. Yes, they're included in it, but so is just the everyday person. Um, and so the call for all of us, you know, really, I think as pastors, our job is to equip the saints to do the work of ministry. Um, but everyone's called a disciple. And I think to neglect that, I mean, you know, that's the I heard someone, you know, it's the Great Commission, but sometimes we take it as a great suggestion of like, well, that's, you know, neat, you know, and, or, you know, pastors, you know, they they can do that. But the reality is like, we're all called a disciple. And so um, this isn't a call for a certain group of people. This is a call. If you're a follower of Jesus, if you're a disciple, then you're called to make more. Um, And so I think that's just in understanding like all of us, no matter where you are, what you do. Uh, parent, single parent, single, young, old, it doesn't matter. Uh, your call is t- to make disciples. So what does that look like? Like for, for I think that's one of the things we we all like to hear information, but we also like the practical side of it. Mm-hmm. And so practically for someone, if they're going to say, man, I want to make a disciple, I just don't know what that means. Like I, I want to be faithful to live out the Great Commission, but what does that mean for me? So what would you say? I'd say, when did you... Shane, when did you learn how to play the guitar? Uh, 
like age wise or like how yeah. or what? Yeah, I was, yeah. I was twelve. Twelve. And what? What made you want to play the guitar? Well, we're uh, going somewhere. We're uh, going somewhere. <laughs> we're not just a uh, rabbit trail. I say it like this: I wanted, I wanted to get girls, but I got good at guitar. Okay, so that's how I say that. Okay, All right. good man. So I mean, you know, when you think about when you wanted to start playing guitar, um, who taught you how to play guitar? My dad. Your dad. Um, when your dad said go play guitar, did he just throw a book at you and say, "All right, go go figure it out mm. and, and learn it"? No, he did not. What did he do? He sat down with me and showed me how to make chords and strumming patterns and all the little intricacies that go into being a guitar player. So if if I can pull this over, mm, that's good. He discipled you um, in how to play guitar because I mean, think about all of us in life, like your profession. Anything. I mean, I mean, or like I, I was talking to somebody. I can't remember who I was talking to about this the other day. But I like, think about like a doctor. There's a reason why they get all the school and then they have to go to a residency. And they're like, we're going to show you how to do this thing. I mean, all of us. I mean, like when I think about pastoring or preaching or whatever, it's not like like someone showed us how to do it. And and I, I mean, and really, that's the sense. I think we overcomplicate it, but it's like. Yeah. When you think about everybody listening, I mean, when you think about prayer, you probably listen to somebody pray. Someone taught you how to pray. And they may not have, like, sat you down and said, I'm going to teach you how to pray, but you heard someone pray. Someone's taught you scripture. Someone's modeled for you. In a sense, that's what, to to make a disciple is you're, it's like an apprentice. Like, you're teaching and showing them how to, yeah. here's what it looks like to follow Jesus. Now, we understand this. We're not perfect, and that's why we're pointing people to follow Jesus, because ultimately there are ways all of us are going to fail you know but that's what we're doing i know what paul paul is like actually paul says like hey follow me as i follow jesus of this idea of like hey i'm following jesus so come along and watch how i do it and you learn that's how we learn i mean well i know i learned like i want to see visuals i want to see i want to see it in real tangible life and so i think um that's why discipleship is not this you can read a book, but you're going to learn how to follow Jesus by being life on life with people and someone walking with you and showing you. So I think very simply that's what discipleship is. How do we practically do it is you're going to have to invest time in people, yeah. and it's going to be relational. Um, it's probably not going to be just a one-time, one-and-done thing. It's probably going to be more than just a one-day, a one-sit-down. It's going to be a lifelong process of being in relationships with people and seeing and walking and helping with people as they struggle, as they do, and as you, as you struggle, as you, all that. And so um, I think we like it in a neat, clean box. Yeah. Um, and sometimes it can be, um, and there can be formal. We can talk about that formal informal ways, but ultimately I think it's, it's relational and it's life on life with people. And I think whenever we hear this, it's like, man, you, you just got to get out there and do it. There's a lot of intentionality in that. Um, but I think the question then comes up of like, well, but I'm busy, so how do I fit this in my schedule? I mean, I've got my my kids and everything they do, and then me and my personal life and my work life and all these things. Like, so how do I fit discipleship into my already busy schedule? Like, what would you say to that? So this, I'm gonna, I'm gonna just say it bluntly. Come on, and um, and I, for, this is goes for me. This goes for all of us. Is we all know this. You prioritize what's important. All of us do that. And so if anyone gives the excuse, well, I'm just too busy, well, then you may need to get rid of some things. Because I think really ultimately what, if we follow Jesus, that means I've reoriented my life around Jesus and his teaching, meaning my primary purpose is the Great Commission. Yeah. So what that means is that is now my focus, and then everything else revolves around that one central thing. And so I think when it says, well, I just, 
I don't know how I can fit discipleship in my life. What? Well, this this sounds really. I don't mean to say this very harshly. It's like maybe your life isn't oriented around Jesus. Mm. Um, maybe your life's revolving around you. And I mean, ultimately, Jesus says, like, go make disciples. And so that's our goal. And now, ballpark, whatever God can use me there to to fulfill that. So it's like it's almost like now the lens in which I see my work, my play. Uh, friendships, all that. I'm now viewing it through the lens of the Great Commission of like, how can I leverage my work, the money I make, my relationships, the, my circles of influence, all these things. How can I leverage all these things now to fulfill my one great purpose, which is to make disciples? So I think it's somewhat it's just reorienting the way I view things. And so it's not like, how do I fit discipleship in my life? It's more of like, how do I view everything I'm doing with the lens of how can I leverage this thing, whatever it is, to make yeah. disciples? So you, you spoke something on something earlier, the formal versus informal when it comes to discipleship. I think that's a, a super helpful tip. So what, what did you mean by that? So one of the things I think we're in a process as a church right now that we're formulating, of course, we have a meeting actually today with Vic, with Replicate. They've been coming to really help us really think through how can we as a church come alongside every member to say, we want to help equip you to be a disciple and to make them. So like as a church, we want to help do that and not just like, just oh, make decide like we want to come alongside and help people, and so one of that's the, a formal way, um, and so it's very strategic. It's very intentional. It's very formal. It's very like, hey, look, we're gonna have time, or we're gonna walk with people through the scriptures, through accountability, living life on light, you know, doing those things. Um, and so I would consider that the formal style of discipleship. And I think some a lot of discipleship has to be formal. Like, I mean, I think for a lot of us, just because we are busy, we have to literally schedule it in and just be like, this is my time to meet with these people, this yeah. person, whatever it is. Um, and we all know this. We get if you if you're not intentional with it, you probably won't do it. And I just I know myself if I don't schedule it, if I don't make it a priority, it won't be, it won't happen. And so there has to be a formal side to it. But then out of that, I think springs informal things um, of you may meet formally with someone, but also I think outside of that, that's going to then leverage in. You just may want to be around that person. And so it may be informally of different. It could be going to lunch. It could be having people over for game nights. It could just be like I was thinking of, you know, uh, several guys. We went to the Kansas City this week. And I think discipleship took place. It was probably informal, but we had a lot of just great conversation. I mean, you're in a car for nine hours. You know, you're sitting around eating supper every night, and so there's just a lot of good conversation that comes up through all of that. And so I think for, so I think there's two sides of it of discipleship: very intentional, formal, schedule, make it a plan, make it a priority, and then on the other side of it is just through the natural rhythms of, of life. You know, you're when you're in relationships to people, life things will come up, and it's then you get to speak into that, point people to Jesus, they point you to Jesus. You know, that kind of thing. That's awesome. I think this is one of the questions that also comes up uh, just as we've been sitting here talking. Um, how can the church help me in this? Like, I think that I know even for me, I mean, I'm, I'm on staff. I'm, I'm one of these, but like the, the formal and informal, like those are great. And I think that we see like, oh, those are practical ways we could do it. But then the question then uh, I feel like could be, what do I do? Like, do I sit down with them and like we read through six chapters mm-hmm. of Exodus and we talk about all like – what does discipleship look like practically whenever you are in those formally informal settings? Yeah. So that's actually what, and uh, I know it'll be, we'll be rolling it out, but that's, and we're in the process of forming that 
so that we can give every single person at our church a plan to like here's what that here's what that should look like and to give people kind of a map and say like here is practically this hour or whatever time that you spend with one another here's here's ways that you can disciple be discipled in that and so we we want to give that so that's not all complete yet but we're just it's coming just so, just know it's coming because I think that's the thing is we want to provide come alongside to help people and to give resources and say like here's what that looks like it's not the end all be all but like here's a resource but I know for me personally um usually and this is having throughout my life and and I know this this is what I and I've heard somebody say this is that we probably need one person that is discipling us and then we need somebody that we're discipling. And so we want people speaking into our life that's helping us. And we also we want to be speaking to other people's life. And so I've done it different ways. I've met with people and we read through just chapters, a book in the Bible. Uh, we meet together. We talk about life. What can we pray for each other about? Um, we walk through the scripture. You know, how, how did God speak to you this week? Um, I've gone through books. Um, you read different chapters of books. Um, I'm going through right now with somebody. We're going through Paul Tripp's, the, uh, uh, I think it's what I believe, uh, his new, um, or no, Do You Believe book uh, on theology. And so I'm going through that with, with somebody. And so so a lot of that, so, I mean, you could do a book, you could do scripture. You, there's a lot of different things, but I think it's just intentionally like, hey, let's meet up. Let's have time to be together, talk through the word, encourage one another. Um, and sometimes they're different. Sometimes they're just, it are what they are. Sometimes you end up meet for an hour and it turns into two hours. Yeah. Sometimes it, uh, you really say, Hey, I, I got some stuff going on. I, I want to talk through it. You know, can you pray with me over these things? And so, um, I, I think it, you know, if, if you think about it, if everybody had one person disciple them and one then disciple someone else, man, I mean, just equipping the church. And, and I think for you, if you, if anybody's like, well, I got to know all these things about scripture, of course, it's good to be, have good biblical literacy and to know scripture. That's all awesome. But like, Man, if you're walking with Jesus, like start walking with Jesus and someone else, you know, yeah. through it. So that's good. Yeah, I think that there's a, I mean, accountability plays into this. I think prayer plays into this, all these things. But like it, I, I love how you put it earlier. Like if, if you've seen how your time with Jesus has shaped you, maybe good to end that time that you're meeting with someone, show them what's been good for you. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that that's really good, man. I think that. This is one of those big topics that the more we talk about it, the uh, I guess like the the anxiety of of discipleship is is it's a thing. Like because I think we hear this, it's like well, Paul did it, and all these huge major biblical figures did it, and like I have to do this too. And and I feel like there's a, a level of like, oh man, what I have to do that like in this, and so with that like comes this whole. How do I do this practically? What do I do with this? And, and we make it bigger than it is. Mm-hmm. And I think that whenever we see it for, no, it's just sitting with somebody and tell them this is what Jesus has done for me. And I say it in my life, and I just want to tell you how it is for you. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I, I think it's like we feel the weight of the responsibility of that, you know, which can be weighty for sure. But also, it's probably not super complicated. I think we make it complicated, you know. And I mean, if you think, and that's one of the things I tell people is like, think about, if if you're a follower of Jesus listening, like you've had so many people in your life, probably, and they maybe didn't even know it, modeled for you discipleship, you know, someone walked with you through Scripture. And, and also just, and I'm sure same with you, 
more than one person's discipled me. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so th- there's different people that you turn to, you know, if you need help musically of like, really there's certain people, professors and people that you would probably call and say, Hey man, I have a question. You know, there's certain wisdom things maybe that when it comes to like being a husband or something that you may call your dad or different people that have really spoken in your life. And, you know, so we have different people in our life that have shaped us and formed us and pointed us to Jesus in different areas. And so there's different things in my life, you know, when it comes to pastoring, there's certain pastors that I know I'm going to call, you know, when it comes to finances or things that, that I know how to be a good steward of God's resources or certain people I know that I, I should call and get wisdom from and help point me to Jesus. And so it's not, you know, I think also the responsibility of like, there's probably going to be other people that, you know what I mean? Like it, it's a, yeah. what they say, it takes a village, you know, and mm-hmm. so that's why we have the church. And so... um you don't have to feel the full weight of responsibility that like you're the only person that can speak into that person's life, yeah. you know? Um, and so, or it may be a, for a season I've had discipleship relationships just for a season. It may not be forever and always, you know, it may yeah. be for a year. It may be for six months. It may be for 10 years. I don't, I don't know, but yeah. you know what I'm saying? So, well, pastor, I appreciate you sitting down and, and talking with us. Something you said earlier, I think is important. Everybody should probably be being discipled and also, be discipling someone. And so, church, I mentioned Sunday that we work, uh, Kelly and I work with the young adults here at First Monroe. And look, those guys and girls are always looking for somebody. I think I think we like to to write off that generation of like, well, they're busy. Gen Z's weird. They're crazy. They're all these things. Uh, I saw a quote recently that says, uh, if you're not reaching the future of your church, then your church has no future. Mm-hmm. And so, like, church, if, uh, if you're listening to this, and you're thinking, man, maybe I would like to meet with one of these young adults, college students. Look, these guys and girls are like longing for that. Mm-hmm. And so if you're interested in that, shoot me an email, Shane at FirstRenault.com. Call me, text me something, get a hold of me. Because um, we got a whole group of guys and girls who would love to be discipled by somebody mm-hmm. just to see. Because they're at a hard point in their life. Mm-hmm. And if they can have as many people speak in as they can, I know they'd super appreciate it. So. Especially, I mean... Anybody listening, you've whether you've been to college or not, or whether you know you went to ULM or not, whatever. I mean, you've been you've gone through that phase. You've gone through a lot of the things they're walking through, and they're like, "How do I follow Jesus through this phase?" And, and you're able, whether you did it wrong, and you're like, "Here's what not to do," or things that you did right, or things that God showed you through that time. You're able yeah. to then speak into their life and say, "Hey." Here's what it looks like to follow Jesus at this stage of your life. Here's what I didn't do. Here's what God has revealed to me after the fact. Or mm-hmm. here's what worked for me in college, you know, and or whatever it may be. And so I think it's um, whether you think you you do or not, you have God has gifted you to be able to speak into these people's lives. So I would encourage you to do the same. Reach out to Shane, and uh, he can get you hooked up. Was it was that First Timothy we walked through? First Timothy or First Peter? I can't remember. But like the older teach the younger, like it's it's kind of a responsibility. Yeah. Like even more so, like that we see more pointed. Like, hey, it's kind of your job to do this. Um, that, that kind of got yeah. super convicting when we walked through that passage. And so, yeah, if if you're interested, just reach out. And that it, it goes for more than just young adults. Yeah. It goes more than or that, if you're older. Like when yeah. I say I'm not, if you're more mature, what what I, you know, the age nine number, whatever. Good save. Good save. Um. But like there's people there in their twenties, there's people in their thirties, or there's high school students. There's high school students, or there's even you know there's been discipleship relationships of you could be younger disciple someone that's older, you know, they could be young in their faith, you know. So it it works out a lot of different ways. So So here's our challenge: if you're listening, pray and and ask the Lord 
will you show me someone who I need to be discipling? Um, yeah, to be intentional with, yep. to meet with. Formally and informally. Yep, that's right. Before we go, we want to do something. Um, if you're listening to this today, if you've made it to the end, congratulations. Way to be with us still. Uh, towards the end of these, we kind of start to ramble a little bit. I think it's good, but we start to ramble nonetheless. But if you're listening to this, what we want you to do, whatever avenue, whether you're listening on Spotify or Apple or on our website, we want you to just screenshot um, the the picture of what you're listening to right now and post it on your social medias and tag us, First Monroe LA, on Instagram and Facebook. And uh, we've got something we want to give away. Uh, it's a, uh, it's, it's a, I was going to say gift certificate. It's not, it's a gift card. It's they don't do gift, gift certificates anymore. <laughs> they don't, they don't do, uh, what, what were they, McDonald's bucks? Did you ever get those? Yeah. Yeah, those are like a birthday staple, man. Mm-hmm. But um, better than McDonald's, we're going to give away a gift card to Chick-fil-A. The Lord's um, Chicken. And go any day on that Sunday. Uh, and so we're going to give that away. So all you have to do to be entered in that screenshot, wherever you're watching right now, put it on your social media, tag us, First and Row, First and Row LA on Instagram, and we'll pick a winner. And so, and if you're the only person that listens to the end of our episodes, look at that. You won. You won. So <laughs> way to be faithful. Well, Pastor, thank you for sitting down and uh, just talking through this and seeing what this is about and uh, how we can actually you know, do discipleship in our everyday lives. And so looking forward to seeing the full rollout of the plan in the next few months. And uh, so thank you for sitting with us and thank you for checking out another episode of Tuesday Take.